0: For the next 31 days on the FCPA Compliance Report, we're going to be bringing you a daily tip, strategy, or idea that you can use to improve your program. Here's your host, Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist. Auditing joint ventures. Joint ventures provide many FCPA risks that other types of business relationships do not bring. For instance, the joint venture may interact with foreign government officials or employees of a state-owned enterprise, then leverage those relationships for an improper benefit, either through contracts or regulatory licenses, permits, or customs approvals. It is difficult to regulate a joint venture's interactions with foreign government officials when your partner is a state-owned enterprise or where the the company is relying upon the knowledge of a local company for its uh, contacts and business expertise. These risks are compounded when the U.S. company does not actually exercise control of the joint venture. It's further compounded by the fact there is no minimum threshold for FCPA enforcement action against the U.S. company for the actions of its joint venture in which it holds an interest. In that case, the entity must urge, beg, and plead for the majority partner to adhere to anti-corruption compliance standards and controls. Often these requirements are established in the joint venture agreement, But success in securing contract protections depends on the importance of the global company to the joint venture itself. Another set of issues that comes from joint ventures is when it seeks to retain foreign agents or distributors. Depending on the amount of control, the U.S. company can usually impose its set of standards for conducting due diligence. The risks become more difficult when the joint venture partner brings to the joint venture a proposed third-party agent or distributor and vouches for that agent or distributor, proposed agent or distributor. If the joint venture partner is a state-owned enterprise, the issues become even more complicated as such referral creates an obvious red flag for government-sponsored referral. Now, add on to the fact that the foreign joint venture partner may not be proficient in English as a first language. The U.S. company may not have the financial personnel with the requisite language skills in a foreign country. Some companies have a policy that English will be used throughout the world in its dealings, business dealings. However, even with such an English-only policy in place, the risk represented by such lack of effective oversight by the multinational extended only to the potential FCPA violations, but also to other corrupt acts such as kickback fraud and theft. At this point, you will have engaged in due diligence prior to the creation of the joint venture agreement. The agreement itself should have a robust set of compliance terms and conditions right up to the audit. Compliance expert Mike Volkoff has called the exercise of the right to audit one of the key elements in the risk management process around joint ventures. Any audit should take a deep dive into the payments made by the joint venture to a wide range of persons and entities, including agents, suppliers, customers, or others. This would be particularly important for the payments made to do business or otherwise operate legally in the joint ventures locations. This this means there should be an inspection of the joint ventures books and records to see if facilitation payments are properly recorded as such. Volkoff noted that one interesting area which requires greater review is around payments to colleges or universities outside the U.S., If there are payments for research or other projects, you need to audit the payment and services with an eye towards determining the rate paid is not out of line with local payment rate. The same holds true around gifts and entertainment, as the local tradition for your foreign partner may be quite different than the expectations of an American company operating in a country such as China. Another area for audit is if the foreign partner receives a management fee, which can be used for improper purposes. Several FCPA enforcement actions were based on this or similar payment schemes. Such fees may be simply based upon a percentage of joint venture revenue or profit and are not often required to correspond with defined tasks, specific efforts, or hours. Most usually, there is no substantive billing associated with such fees. They simply become due. Under this type of arrangement, it is usually impossible to justify this fee if requested by the Department of Justice that you do so. If a foreign partner does receive such a fee, they need to be closely scrutinized in the audit process. You should use a wide range of investigative techniques in any audit of a foreign joint venture. Uh, That could be a trip to company headquarters, uh, which would certainly be uh, important as on-site interviews with key joint venture personnel such as CFO, CEO, head of audit, head of HR. A key, another important interview is for your head of sales who might deal with foreign governments or state-owned enterprise. Phone interviews obviously can be used to supplement these in-person interviews where appropriate. What you're trying to do is put a product together that can stand up to DOJ scrutiny as well as ACC. Yet there are other key reasons for the audit. These include education, training, and communications. Every time you meet with someone, you not only have the chance to listen to them, but to give them information on the compliance program and your expectations. Equally important is the ease and hopefully comfort the participants in the joint venture will feel about your compliance efforts and their compliance obligations going forward. Finally is your follow-up after the audit. If there are any red flags which were not fully investigated during the audit process, this must be accomplished in the follow-up phase. Additionally, if there are other action items for remediation, they should be completed in a timely manner. There may be some issues which bear greater scrutiny during the year, such as gift travel and entertainment expenses, and those obviously can be noted as well. So what are today's three key takeaways? Well, once again, it must be noted that joint ventures present unique risks under the FCPA, and must be managed accordingly. The audit process is a key component of this. Number two, think about who the final receiver, viewer, or reader of your report will be. And by this, I mean, who's the final arbiter? Is it the Department of Justice? Is it the SEC? Is it your Board of Directors? I don't think uh, this type of report would find its way into that of a judge, but could under the right circumstances. So your final report needs to consider the final viewer of the document and who that's going to be and what's going to be persuasive to them. Finally, number three, be sure to follow up on any red flags raised but not cleared and action items for remediation and or additional scrutiny. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. I'd like to thank you again for joining me for this episode of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program around business ventures, and I hope you will join me for our next episode tomorrow. This podcast series on 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network.